Hi everyone, and thank you for listening to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. It is a joy to bring to you the clear teaching of God's Word. We're studying the book of 1 John, John the Beloved, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote John's Gospel. He wrote 1st and 2nd and 3rd John, which we're looking at. And then he wrote the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. This is God-breathed material. It's not just John's opinion. It is truly the Word of God. In our last study, we started out learning about the preeminence of Jesus. Of course, John was with Jesus at almost every event. Loyal, loving John referred to himself as the disciple that Jesus loved. Now, the other disciples might not have liked that, but John felt that he was loved by Jesus. That's a wonderful thing to just know you're loved by someone, but someone as powerful as Jesus. And so in the epistle of 1 John, he starts by talking about the preeminence and the pre-existence of Jesus. You see, in eternity past, there was the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in communication and celebration one with another. We do not see Jesus revealed until his incarnation. John 1.1, in the beginning, was the word, logos, the divine expression of thought. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, John 1.14 says. And we beheld his glory, the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Verse 1, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. Well, actually, let's back up. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled. We shared with you that the Gnostics felt that Jesus was just a phantom. And John says, oh, no, no, no. I have examined him. I am an eyewitness. Seen him, heard him, touched him. Of the word of life. Word is logos. Life is zoe. Vital life. Vitality. For the life, zoe, verse 2, was manifest, revealed to us. And we have seen it, not just him individually, but many had seen him. And bear witness, the word is martyr. And show unto you, or reveal unto you, that eternal life, 
which was with the Father, face to face with the Father, and was manifested unto us. I don't know about you, but this life is really tough. People with hurts and heartaches, sickness, disease, broken hearts, depressed spirits, victims of violence and hardship every day. And those of you that are listening, I'm sure many of you are going through these kind of things. We're going to talk to you about verses 3 to 10 in just a minute, but we do share with you that we have sponsors, people that pray for us, and some that give, and some that share, and um, we have two young ladies, Tina Boblitz with Light of Hope Counseling, and you can reach out to her for maybe emotional, spiritual, or mental needs. 410-245-4223. That's Tina at 410-245-4223. And if you need a good Christian realtor to help you navigate that very difficult process of buying or selling a home, call Kelly Shockey at her number is 443 443- 955-2465-443-955-2465. Let's go to the third verse. But you see, before we do that, John is giving us the purpose of this writing. In verse 2, he says, I write these things that you might have eternal life as opposed to the temporal life that we have on this earth. God wants to give you eternal life with him in heaven forever and ever and ever in the joyful bliss of the eternal state. You might be saying now, man, I don't, I don't want to live this life eternally in pain, heartache, and hurt. No, we're talking about a life with a new body, soul and spirit being with our Lord and with those that we love that have gone on before. So we start with a relationship with Jesus. If you know him, the word know is over 26 times in this little epistle. So John wants you to know that you can have eternal life. You say, Pastor, oh, how can I have eternal life? There are two steps. Number one, take a step away from your sin. Repent of your sin, change your mind, will, and direction, and then run to God, run to Jesus. Repentance and faith. And you will find that the Father's waiting for you to embrace you, love you, and make you his child. Secondly, he says, I'm writing this in verse 3, that you can have fellowship with him. Big difference between relationship and fellowship. Relationship is when 
you become a child of God and fellowship is more like the idea of a partnership. I love that, that you can partner with God and he desires that from you, but you gotta walk in the light to maintain that fellowship. You'll never lose relationship but you can fall short in fellowship. And fellowship is what makes the Christian life such a joyous experience. Also in verse four, another reason he wrote is so that your joy may be full. I have times of sadness, times of discouragement, disheartening days and, and times all of us who live in this world will have those times. Sometimes they come from within. Sometimes they come from without. Sometimes they come from a satanic source. But God wants you to have joy. And joy is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So make sure you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 Simple prayer, say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. You already have the Holy Spirit indwelling you, but you need him to be infilling you. Let's go to verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship, partnership, koinonia with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, that is Jesus Christ. So imagine you having fellowship with our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and with all of his children as well, who are walking in the light, and those that are in fellowship with him. Verse 4, these things write unto you, we write unto you that your joy may be full. Jesus wrote in the book of John, or actually he said these things and John wrote them down. He talked about the joy that he had. Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, but a very joyous individual. Happiness is based on circumstances, and joy is based on the Holy Spirit. Get filled with the Holy Spirit, and joy will be the result. I can always tell when I'm not walking in the Spirit because my joy level just seems to be at a low ebb. Verse 5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. What is God like? Well, God is love and God is light. And it says, and in him is no darkness at all, not at all. There's no evil, there's no corruption, there's no foulness, there's no deception. God is pure light. Verse six, if we say that we have fellowship with him, we're 
we're professing, oh yes, I have fellowship with God. But it says if we're walking in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So if I were to tell you, if you were to ask me, are you presently walking in fellowship with the Lord? But if I had evil in my heart or thinking wrong things and doing wrong things, I'd be living a lie. But if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we're not doing the truth. Truth is not something you believe in and of itself. It's something you do. But if we walk in the light, to walk means the idea of we continuously order our behavior habitually in the light, in the sphere of the light, in the sphere of God, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. So walk with God, walk in the light of his Holy Spirit, walk in the light of his revealed word, and when you do that, you will have fellowship or a partnership with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you'll have it one with another as well. And it says in the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son cleanses us from all sin. So you became a child of God by receiving Christ and he cleansed you by the blood of Jesus, by what? Jesus did for you on the cross, and we can stay clean. How do we stay clean? We just keep walking in the light. And as we do, it's like a spiritual shower. The blood of Jesus just keeps on cleansing us from all sin. It's possible to get polluted even as a believer. Bible says in Romans to be carnally minded is death, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 8, another profession, if we say we have no sin, most people want to rationalize their sin away. But here it's not just sin that commits the sins that we commit, but is you have a sinful nature. Now, before you were a Christian, you simply operated totally in the flesh. But as you become a Christian, you get the Holy Spirit and you now have two natures. And if we say we have no sin or no sinful nature, we deceive ourselves. Self-deception is very dangerous. And it says we deceive ourselves. The only thing in the world that can break deception is the truth of God's word. And it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. We're leading ourselves astray and the truth is not in us. But verse nine, listen to verses nine and 10 how to maintain that fellowship. If we confess our sins, 
Word confess is homo legeo, to say the same that God does. If you're sinning, you know you're sinning. If you're saying things that aren't right, thinking things that aren't right, doing acts that aren't right. And if we say that we have not sinned, we're making him a liar. But verse 9 says before that, if we confess our sins, homo legeo, which means that we say, Lord, if what I'm doing, thinking, saying, or acting, if you say it's wrong, I'm not going to say it's right. We live in a culture that calls evil good and good evil. But here, confess your sins. Acknowledge them, just like you acknowledge Jesus for salvation through confession, Romans 10, 9, and 10. When you do sin, confess sin. Own it. Own up to it. And if you'll confess it and acknowledge it, like David did when he sinned, he said, Against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. He is faithful. God is faithful. I have to come to God every day for thoughts and deeds and things I've said or or imagined or whatever, and I confess those sins to the Lord. You see, you don't have to. Oh, yes, I do, because I want to maintain not my relationship, but my fellowship. He's faithful and just. He always does the right things to forgive us our sins. The word forgive is to release us from the guilt, from the shame, from the penalty, all those things. He'll forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God is a just God. He has to judge us for our sins. And, and if we will confess our sins and take them to the Lord, he will not have to judge us. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Let's just own up to our sins, confess our sins, acknowledge them, and then we can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can walk in fellowship with God and live a beautiful, joyous life. Love you. This is Pastor Earl for Faith, Life, and Friends. If you would like a relationship with Christ, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord, I realize that I'm a sinner. And right now I repent of my sin and my a sinful disposition and nature. And I now receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live for you. And if you have done that, let me know. My um, email is charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234 at gmail.com. You can also place prayer requests to me there, or maybe you'd like to give, just let me know. 
or you can text me, no phone calls, but texting at 386-795-8494. Have a blessed day. I love you. This is Pastor Earl for Pastor Earl and Friends.